greens and any other fruits or vegetables are packed with fiber and water. So they're more filling. So if you load up on greens or fruits or vegetables first, before you eat, you know, the main part of your meals, like if you have a salad first, then your meal, your stomach has um, registered satiety faster. Got a lot of love. Yeah, that's for sure. Got music and movies. Friends and medicine. Yeah, is the show for me and you. The one you love to listen to. Welcome to The Ed Show, sponsored by Off-Leash Canine Training, Karis Healthcare, and the Relevant app. We don't dispense medical advice, and all your health choices are your own. Yes, and the opinions expressed on the show today, not necessarily those of our producer, A. Edge Productions. This is Season 6, Episode 11, How Can We Get Our Greens? I'm Wendy Love Edge, and this is my co-host, Brandon Lee. Hey, how are you today? How are you doing? We're getting our greens. Uh, we just passed the holiday too. And I guess we just, we missed the boat on this. We could have done this last week. <laughs> we uh, could have. I know. I was thinking like all day yesterday, like why didn't we do this last week? <laughs> but that's all right. Um, yeah. Uh, St. Patty's Day is a lot of fun. I have had many very happy St. Patrick's Days, even you know, though I'm not I, Irish. We're all Irish on St. Patrick's you Day. You right? are. Everyone, uh, we all are freckles show. Uh, on that day you know what's irony is that you don't eat very many greens on St. Patty's Day it's all (laughs) potatoes and meat yes like there's no you think oh it's it's you know everyone's being Irish it's great no one eats any greens in Ireland it's all Uh, potatoes and meat (laughs) I don't know if no one eats any greens but you're you're Okay, I'm guessing there's probably a few people that right, want to stay healthy. Right, but you're absolutely right. That's not on the menu. Um, but there was uh, some other green on the menu for me, for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then you just really want to eat corned beef and cabbage. I mean, you have know, <laughs> extra right. servings of it. <laughs> yes, at least it's filling, you know, when when the when that uh, side effect of the munchies comes on, you know, you've That's got something right. really filling. Um, well, I thought we'd play a little game, uh, Brandon, if you're down. Oh. Hey, I'm always down for a game, uh, and uh, I'm hoping that it's a trivia game, not some sort of uh, act of or feat of craziness or something like that. This is a a dare (laughs) or truth. (laughs) Which one is it? (laughs) Well, uh, yeah, I I want you to stand on your head on the microphone. (laughs) That's what Uh, I was hoping it was going to be. No, no, I I have a list of 13 uh, of the healthiest leafy greens and okay. um, and I got it uh, from an article in Healthline 
And I, I want to see how many on the list that you can come up with. Okay. All, All right. right. So, I, I can probably start guessing. You want me to just guess some greens here? Yeah, let's start with the first one. What, what's your first guess? My first guess is just number one or like the, if we go in least or just one. <laughs> I would go with like uh, kale would be one. You got the number one healthy leafy that. green. Look at that. Wow. <laughs> right off the bat. Right. And so have you cooked anything with kale? I do cook things with kale. I get that big bag of kale and I can sneak it into all sorts of things. That's the, a lot of people think, oh man, I got to cook this by itself. Well, I usually use it uh, in chicken dishes and I just kind of put it in there, you know, mm -hmm. and it, it cooks down to the point to where barely, honestly, if you can cook it right, it's just kind of in there and it always tastes good. I'm a, I'm a huge kale fan. I don't mm -hmm. eat it raw very often, but mm -hmm. I do every now and again, but yeah. most it of the can... time it's cooked into stuff. Sure. Yeah. It can be a little, um, at my guest later in the show called some of the greens gnarly. It can be a little gnarly. gnarly. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but since you're such a, a, a proficient cook, I was, I was wondering what you might do, do with it. Yeah. And I'll uh, have that bag and I'll just kind of add it to all sorts of things. It just mm -hmm. seems like it's a, a great additive for my lunch prepping and all of that stuff. It's just, it's a good one to have. And you feel, as you said, it's a healthy green. So you feel a little bit healthier eating these healthy options. Yes, for sure. Okay, you got the number one green right. right off the bat. Uh, what's another green on the, the 13 Spinach healthiest? Spinach is a big one. Spinach is a really big one. Yes. Um, I don't know if that's number two, but it's one of my favorites. I get the baby spinach, and so mm -hmm. you can eat it raw. Or if it starts getting to the point where you don't want to eat it, you know, maybe get a little softer, then I'll just cook it all down in one. Right. You know, and have some, if you like spinach, like I do. I grew uh -huh. up in the canned spinach age mm -hmm. where, you know, Popeye spinach. <laughs> but yes. now I usually just eat it with the, uh, you know, either raw or, uh -huh. you know, but the baby stuff is definitely the best. So that's definitely a guess. The babies, that number are, two? The babies that number two? are always the best for some reason. Yes. Um, yes. It's not number two, um, but that's okay. It's on the list. Uh, so and you're we're talking leafy two greens. For two. Leafy talking greens. Le okay. Uh, All right. What about chard? Is that on there? Yes, Swiss chard okay. is on the list for sure. So do you cook with Swiss chard? I do. And it's usually like Asian dishes or I like to, it's kind of the same way with kale. If I, if I not get kale, I'll, I'll replace it with that because it's, it's a stockier kind of vegetable uh -huh. with the leafy, but it's so good. It's got like a more of a salty taste to it too. So it's a, a lot of that kind of built into it. So you don't even have to add very much salt. It's got a good flavor of its own. So that's a really good, good one to cook with for sure. I didn't realize that, that it was salty. Yeah, yeah uh, it's got a little salt bite to it. Nice. Uh, all right, you've got three, three for three. Oh, what, what's next? Oh, we got 10 more? Oh, we got 10, <laughs> 10 more. 10 more. Uh, would we consider broccoli a leafy green? Uh, it is not on the list. Uh, okay, so I didn't know if that was considered leafy or just a green vegetable. Mm -hmm. you know? I think it's a green vegetable, although it has leaves. I think it's more of a green vegetable yeah let me think of something else then um man i'm gonna start running out wendy uh <laughs> these are the things that i use i'm trying to think i use bok choy is that on the list uh so bok choy is on the list i, I had oh. to look because it's low on the list but it is on the list yeah so there That's you another go asian dish uh bok choy is so great when you're cooking with asian food if you're doing uh -huh. a stir fry or anything like that it's really hearty mm -hmm. uh one of my favorite ones to cook as well. And you know, you feel more authentic when you're putting bok choy into your 
you know, yes. your stir fries and all that. So mm-hmm. uh, definitely a good one. And something that people overlook at the grocery store a lot, I think. So I think so too. I love it. It's a little bit crunchy and it really adds something. Um, and it does make an Asian dish you're cooking seem a little more authentic. Yes. And, and delicious. Okay. And while we were talking about that, I totally thought of one and then I forgot it again. Uh-huh. Oh yes. Uh, parsley. Does anyone use parsley? Is that one of those that's on there? So parsley is not on the list. However, I think one it probably favorites. should be because that is, is one of my favorites. Yeah. It might be considered more of an herb than, okay. a, than a leafy green, but it's definitely good for you. And I, I think it it could be on the list. What about um, cabbage? Is cabbage on there? Cabbage is on the list. Yes. You're doing great. You've I'm got, really, I'm trying. You've got, you've got I'm going to the grocery store and what I usually get the greens. I'm like, you know, using my third eye here and trying uh-huh. to figure out grocery shopping here. Right, right. So have you got any others that you can think of? Oh my gosh. Um, I'm running out. I know that there's one of those things that people really think that is good is a, just a lettuce. And there are probably some lettuces out there that are better than others, but it's so much of a filler that it's, mm-hmm. I don't really, even when I have salads, I don't really have iceberg Too much lettuce. lettuce I, usually yeah. don't, I usually yeah. don't use that. I, so, right. Um, well, romaine lettuce is on the list. Yes. Uh, yeah. I was going to say so, today, stocky stuff is a little bit better for you. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of water in, in lettuce um, and yeah. it is kind of a filler, but I think the romaine or other more hearty lettuces might be a little better for you. Well, I did pretty good. Give me the rest of the list. Give me a rundown. <laughs> I thought I did pretty good. I think you did great. I, I do. And and I'm going to give you a little clue for one of them. Okay. All right. Something that is often cooked in the South that's a green. Oh, uh, collard greens. Yes. I thought yes. surely that would be on your list. <laughs> yes. And I do. Ha- I, I love collard greens, but that's probably one of the most unhealthy <laughs> greens that I eat. Because I had bacon grease. To oh, right. I make them. I had a, a friend teach me a recipe years ago, and I kind of stick to that recipe. And uh-huh. uh, yeah, it's not the healthiest of right. options. Right. What you I do with do it. Like it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I cook it down for a long time. And again, I use bacon and bacon grease uh, uh-huh. to start cooking the rest of that down. And sometimes I usually add spinach to the collard greens as well. So it's like a little, you know, both nice. of those leafy greens and onions a lot of onions in it well maybe the thought. greens cancel out the bacon grease yeah that's what I was thinking <laughs> yeah I can tell and when I'm eating them I'm like this is probably bad for you <laughs> feel your arteries clogging up mm-hmm. I see them a lot people eating them here I don't actually like them very much they're a little bitter to me no matter how yeah, you cook that, them that's why you got to cook them a lot mm. and I think we're starting to when you get to that point I think you cook a lot of the a lot of the vitamins mm-hmm. <laughs> right it could be it could be you probably still get the fiber though so yes. you know yeah, there's a little trade-off right yeah um so there's a few more on the list uh beet greens which you might not have thought of the green part of the beet you know yeah and i usually do get beets and i don't i i don't i throw those greens away maybe i should try to eat them or something i don't know <laughs> i think i'm losing half of my purchase yeah, well, it, it um, according to this list, it's one of the healthiest greens. So okay. instead of tossing them out, maybe think about what you can do with them. Yeah, yeah, I'll get I'll get creative with that one. That's another one that we can probably cook in and toss into some food. Yeah, some for sure. Um, another on the list is uh, arugula. <sighs> Love that stuff. Yes, I think maybe you just didn't think about it. Um, I didn't think about that. That's something that I put in salads. The uh, it's radish, sort of radish flavored. You know, mm-hmm. you have that little bite to it. And I love arugula. 
adding to the tops of everything, like on top of your dishes or anything in a salad is just, yeah, that's definitely a, definitely a good one. Yeah. And then uh, the last couple are endive, which I don't think people use very often, really. Um, I don't think I've ever used endive. I have uh, in the past, but they don't even always have it at the store. You know, it's a hard one. Um, and I don't really think of it as like a leafy green, you know, because it's kind of comes in this long piece that doesn't yeah. seem very leafy to me, but it's on the list. And then turnip greens. Turnip greens. And I like turnips as well. I, you know, there's some more mild turnips that I can do. Uh, it's sort of like a potato, but uh, the greens on there, uh, that's probably something you can cook into all sorts of things. And it's mm-hmm. probably another one that's really uh, nutritious. Yes. Right. Right. I think sometimes people are a little turned off by the heavy flavor of these things. So I don't know. I think you could just put a little bit in and you'll get the fiber and the nutrients and the minerals and it doesn't add too much. But you mentioned a lot of different flavors with these that people might enjoy if they haven't. Tried yeah. Them. And and try those things out. It's you know, there are so many recipes. There's so many different things you can do with uh, vegetables and find the ones that you really like and those dishes that you crave. and. I promise you, you'll get a lot more vegetables in your life. And you're like, I didn't know I liked that. Or, you know, so there's a lot of different ways that you can incorporate these into your diet, especially get some greens in there. I think any time that I'm making a meal, I'm like, oh man, what greens do I have? I Mm -hmm. always, always think that that's part of the cooking process. Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, Well, you did really well, I think. I mean, you got about half of them, uh, but you knew about the others. You just, they just didn't come to you. I'm going to, I'm going to. Exactly, exactly. Um, and of course, I have to add a 14th green to the list, <laughs> cannabis, um, which really is uh, besides using it, you know, inhaling it um, or or Wendy uh, just has it in her pepper grinder and she just <laughs> puts it all over everything. She's... <laughs> you can eat it. I mean, there's there's really great benefits to raw cannabis and um, and and to eating it. And some of the people on the show are, are going to talk about that. Oh, as well. wow. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Yes. Well, coming up next my interview with Bill Morgan. Joining me now is Bill Morgan. Bill has amassed over 40 years of farming experience and has become one of the most respected consultants in the Ozark region. He's on a quest for the answers to what the cannabis plant desires to express itself as medicine. Welcome to the show, Bill. Hey, good to be here, Wendy. Good to finally see you. Right? Yes, we've been chatting for a while now, and it's great to see your face. Uh, of chatting course. and secret, secret drop-offs at your house and all that, all that fun <laughs> stuff. <right>? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's so good to to have you here. Um, so, Bill, I I wanted to ask you as a first question. Um, because this show is about greens, you know, smoking the greens, eating the greens, however we uh, have green in our life. Um, And the cannabis plant is a good example of greens. Is it a fruit, a vegetable, or an herb, or all three? You know, it's at least all three. It kind of goes from there. It's a vegetable. I've blended in smoothies. It's a fruit. You know, it makes... I've got varieties that are like mango flavored, citrus, lime, you know, so mm-hmm. it's 
the flavonoids and terpenoids are uh, are real fruity. It's a medicinal herb because that's what I do with it. You know, mm -hmm. I we, we squeeze the the juice and the trichomes out and uh, and make medicine. So it's all those, but it's also to me kind of a uh, communicator that's coming from somewhere else because. Um, you know, this, this plant has me firmly in her grips and uh, I serve the plant. Ah, okay, right. So it's kind of all of them. Um, uh, I have definitely tasted a fruity flavor, um, I think because of terpenes. So what you mentioned so many things in there, flavonoids and terpenes. What's the difference? What exactly are we talking well, about? Well, a terpenoid and a flavonoid, different molecules. One, you know, one, one affects olfactory and the other one tastes bud. basically the, the same thing, but they they kind of register differently in the body. Mm -hmm. One's flavor and one's smell. Oh, I see. Okay. And, it, it, and it's interesting with cannabis, like with wine, you know, the same way, you know, how they'll take wine and swirl the glass, right? Mm -hmm. And then where does it go? It goes to the nose, right? Mm -hmm. And then it goes to the mouth. Same thing with weed, you know? Right, yeah. You can't yeah. your eye, you stick it up to your nose and then you light it up. So I mentioned earlier, you know, the show's all about greens and eating them and smoking them. So what are your thoughts? There are states that don't want people to smoke, right? It, it, how is, is, isn't cannabis, doesn't it lend itself to smoking and, and being healing? I think historically, yes, that's always been the way. I mean, it's close to the purest form to ingest it, and that would be smoking it. Get mm -hmm. it right into your lungs, the, you know, the maximum amount of uptake. I think smoking is, you know, the greatest. You know, it goes kind of down from there. A lot of people don't want to do that. I don't know why. Sturdy, mm -hmm. whatever, reminds them of something awful. I don't mm -hmm. know what it is. Mm -hmm. But it's still, to me, is the best way to get the medicine as close to the way it was produced for us, you know, into our body. Okay, like I'm digging up plants right now, right? So, so I just pulled this out of the ground today. Whoa. So one seed in six months, you have this literal tree, right? That's mm -hmm. developed in six months time. Now the fiber that comes from all, you know, inside of the stem, some of the strongest material on the planet, right? Wow. It makes pounds of biomass which could be used for fuel mm -hmm. um it makes medicine it makes um seed a high protein seed a hemp seed you know mm -hmm. and the only reason that tyson foods isn't using it is they've got relationships with other grain industries right mm -hmm. because this just makes way more sense you know Wow. So that's a hemp plant, what you just showed. That's cannabis the, is cannabis. Um, right, right, right. But that's right? the that's the root of it? Yeah, that was the yeah. root of, of one plant in six months time. That's how big, you know, it, it, it was a tree, you know, uh -huh. the plants are huge. Wow. And it's, it's in such a short period of time. And it's, you know, it's a, it's what's called a, a bioremediator. You can plant it in toxic ground. In two seasons, you can pull up cover crop in between and actually get certified organic right mm, wow mm -hmm. and it's a carbon sequester it sucks in all this you know too much carbon that's in the air mm -hmm. it's just um, you know it's an amazing plant for sure i i didn't mean to interrupt you you were going to say it's all cannabis i think uh that was cannabis yeah. is cannabis you know mm -hmm. we 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 took we took it one way and kept breeding breeding thc up well those mm -hmm. molecules came at a cost of the cbd 
which had to give up something to get this THC up. Mm -hmm. The CBD breeders are doing the same thing in reverse. So lower, 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 lower THC and higher, higher. Now the breeders are starting to talk to me about, okay, they're coming back. This plant is coming back to where it belongs Hmm. with both of these medicines together. Mm-hmm. you know nice as, as far as efficacy goes that that's where it belongs so mm-hmm. you know it's just kind of a stopgap to be in the cbd oil business right now because eventually the breeding's going to come around to where it's all going to be there right yeah human beings do things like that like try to separate it out somehow this part's legal this part's not legal you know we have to somehow manipulate nature and it, it just doesn't make any sense you know um, no, it, it, it doesn't. And, you know, I could talk for hours about the history of this plant and our history with it. We can do a segment someday on that because, mm-hmm. um, you know, this plant and, and humanity have rolled together for a very long time. Right. That's, that's for sure. Um, and, you know, in talking about hemp CBD side of it, there are people out there who I've heard them say, you know, oh, it's just CBD. <laughs> it's, you know, um, but I know that you're on um, the board of the Arkansas Hemp Association, and, and I'm sure that your thoughts about it are a little different than that. Um, CBD is important, isn't it? CBD is real important. You know, we've, um, you know, we've we've been marginalized because of the marijuana industry, mm-hmm. but um, you know, all the pundits will tell you. Um, down the line, I don't know in how many years, Wendy, the marijuana side will be the small side. The CBD will be the large player. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where it's going. You know, this is the medicine. You know, mm-hmm. I, I deal with people all the time that are, you know, looking for some kind of answer and it requires both. You know, it's not one or the other. It's not black and white, mm-hmm. blue or red, you know? Right, right. This, this plant wants to take care of us. And uh, right now, CBD is the darling. And uh, it was way overproduced the last couple of years. So the market's flooded. And mm. uh, you know, mm. it's, it, it's difficult to compete in a market that's flooded with marginal product, you know. Right. Well, that's, an, that's another thing, you know, purchasing your CBD at the gas station may not be a great idea, right? Depending on (laughs) what they've got. Usually not, it may not be the best product that you can get. I know, for instance, when I have consumed the products that you make, I see a complete difference um, in how it affects my body. And I know, um, you know, that you, uh, let's talk a little bit about that, because you blend all different cultivars together, don't you? Right. Instead of like blending, you know, I grew 16 varieties in the products that you're ingesting. I grew 16 varieties. So they all were extracted together. It wasn't like each one was extracted and then it was put into some kind of a mix, you know, Mm -hmm. the whole selection of plants. And there again, you know, I, I, I chose really based on basic information and, you know, the market for the fresh flower and pre-rolls just wasn't, you know, liking me. And so I, had, I went into oil and then here's this oil that comes out of it. And the extractor called me up and he's like, what is this? Right. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, okay. So um, it's the complexity of all the different mm-hmm. cannabinoids that's in that particular variety that, that does it. But I didn't, you know, I didn't create it in the lab, I chose to grow all these specific different varieties of plants that just, you know, they just 
married well together. Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, you know, I was interviewing Dr. Bridget Williams yesterday on another platform on the relevant app. And, uh, and she suggested, we may not have even found the so-called best cannabinoid yet there's there, there's still there's still so much work to do you know we we're talking about cbd and thc but we may not even know yet and when you have this blend of cultivars whatever happened <laughs> um you know maybe there's a cannabinoid in there that we don't even know yet uh, why it's working so well and that's why I like it. You know, that's why we call it the entourage effect. Science would love to isolate one and say, this cures this. Right. So, Humanity is so subjective. You know, it, it's just isn't going to work that way. I, um, I listened to an Israeli scientist one year at a, at a trade show, and he said, you guys don't spend a ton of time on genetics because we will make all these things in the lab. You just grow all the working parts and mm -hmm. then we can put specifics together. But in the meantime, the entourage effect of having all as many cannabinoids as I can collect, you know, in the product, it just throws a wider net. It gives, it gives mm -hmm. me a better shot at like helping people out. Yeah. Wonderful. So I think in conclusion, we can say smoking your greens is worth the time for your health. <laughs> what do you think? I, I already know, but I'm going to ask yeah. you to say it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't ingest anything until it's making trichomes. Once the little crystals, the trichomes are all over the leaves. Oh, yeah, then, you know, it's all there because that's, that's how the medicine shows itself. And uh, um, just, you know, once it gets to that point, ingest it any way you can, but the fresher, mm -hmm. the better. Nice. Well, thanks so much for joining me. How can people get in touch with you? You can find me on Instagram at B-I-O-G-E-N-L-L-C. That's Biogen LLC. And my website is OzarkMountainMedicine.com. Well, I'm so delighted that you're here in the Ozarks making this medicine. And thanks again for joining me. Joining me now is Camille Martin. Camille is a registered dietitian, health blogger, senior technical editor for the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, and author of Love to Lose, love your life and watch the weight lose itself. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Wendy. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me on. Yes, I'm glad you're here. And um, I love the title of your book. Um, oh, thank you. Yes. And, um, we may talk a little bit about that, but this episode is about greens. Okay. And so I, I wanted to get uh, your take on really why are greens so important to have in our diet. What are your thoughts about that? Well, my thoughts are that most people get so few greens as to be like just, you know, practically non-existent. But greens have so many, especially the dark leafy greens, they have so many vitamins and minerals and just probably yet to be named nutrients that are just packed in there. I was yeah. reading that spinach is kind of like the number one superfood. What do you think about that? Um, yeah, I mean, spinach is amazing. I, I always think that like the greens, for some reason, it's probably psychological, but the greens that like nobody likes, like the, the more gnarly they are, like beet <laughs> greens or <laughs> mustard greens that, you know, nobody eats. I always try to get some of those in there. Um, but spinach is fantastic. And the good thing about spinach is that it's so mild. 
Mm-hmm. that you can mix it with anything, even a fruit smoothie, and you won't even know that it's in there. Well, that's great information about greens for people. But I know your focus um, has been about about weight reduction. So can greens help at all with losing weight? Yes. Well, greens and any other fruits or vegetables are packed with fiber and water. So they're more filling. So if you load up on greens or fruits or vegetables first, before you eat, you know, the main part of your meals, like if you have a salad first, then your meal, your stomach has um, registered satiety faster um, Mm -hmm. so that you're not going to fill up on all of those other things first. But in terms of the process of actually losing weight, the nutrients, the micronutrients, vitamins and minerals that are in there do help the chemical processes in your body happen. That's how they happen is all of those micronutrients that the vegetables and the greens provide. So if you give your body what it needs to function properly, then definitely weight loss is, that is one of the functions burning fat. So it, it should happen faster. The more you nourish your body. Yeah. So are there recipes out there that'll make these greens uh, without taking the nutrients away, make them a little more desirable, you know, besides a smoothie, we can throw it in a smoothie, but not everybody loves the smoothie, you know? No, not everybody likes that, but um, yeah, I mean, you can saute them. So like if you're cooking a steak or whatever, and then you've cooked your steak and you, you take it out of the pan and you've got it on the plate, just toss in some greens in your pan and let them wilt a little bit and then put that on the side, you know? So Mm. like, and I just keep a bunch of like cilantro, basil, and um, at the beginning of the week, I take one of those packages, the prepackaged greens at the uh-huh. grocery. I chop it all up. I chop up cilantro and basil and occasionally mint or something and arugula. And I just mix it all together dry with no dressing and put it in a Tupperware container. And then throughout the week, you know, I drop it in the smoothie or I make a salad or I add it to, you know, like my kids want mac and cheese. So I make mm-hmm. them mac and cheese and I might have a few bites of that, but have the greens on my plate, you know, nice. as the main part of the meal. But yeah, there's tons of cookbooks. Like um, I love Jason Vale. He's, he's the, uh, I think he calls himself the juice master. You could, I mean, he's got so many great recipes. I think your advice about getting it ready at the beginning of the week, having it in the container in the fridge. It makes it so easy. Yes. Just throw yeah. in a little greens and whatever you're making. Yeah. Every bit counts, you know, and you don't have to overdose on them. It, it, all of it counts. It all helps baby steps. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I want to talk for a moment about your book um, because I love the title <laughs> and the idea <laughs> of that loving your life really helps some of the weight to come off. So what, yeah. are you, what is your uh, thought behind that? Well, so um, through my own experience of 25 years of dieting and failing, um, trying to lose the same 10 pounds over and over and over again, I finally gave up and quit dieting. And once I did, and all of that resistance that I had inside of me, resistance against food, against my body, and just feeling that pressure when it was gone and I wasn't trying to control everything, mm-hmm. it freed me up. And I was in this relaxed, peaceful mode where I had decided whatever I'm gonna, whatever I wanna eat, I'm gonna eat it. If I don't wanna work out, I'm not gonna work out. 
And so what happened was, is rather than go full force into binge eating, like I thought I would, if I was allowed to eat whatever I wanted, I thought I was going to go off the rails, but I didn't. I, um, it was the opposite. So all of that resistance went away. And then when that happened, my weight started to drop without really me trying because I wasn't, I wasn't being pushed to binge and like, you know, Mm -hmm. um, feel guilty and feel all of that resistance. But then I started setting these smaller goals that made me really happy, like learning about nutrition, taking a nutrition class at the local university, um, speaking French, moving to, I moved to another country, all of these things that when that pressure was gone, I started really loving what I was doing and finding joy again. And when I did that, all of that spilled over into every aspect of my life, including my health. So I figured out that once you're, when you really are loving what you're doing and you're filled with like passion and joy, there's no need to sit and like binge eat on the couch because you're busy and you're happy and you're, mm-hmm. you, you have a life filled with joy rather than, you know, self-hatred and self-sabotage. Wow. That's fascinating. Um, so where can people find your book? Um, you can find it on my web, uh, website on my shop page. So my website is camillemartinrd.com and you can just click on the shop tab and, and get right to it right there. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining me. It's been really uh, interesting. And I think it gives people ways they can add greens into their diet and then perhaps figure out where their joy is uh, so they can live a fuller life and enjoy food again. (laughs) Yes, it's so important. But thank you for having me on, Wendy. I really loved it. It was fun chatting with you. Me too. Thank you. This is Teddy here with your Food is Medicine Minute. Eat your greens. Eat your greens, eat your greens. I'm sure you've heard that from your old Aunt Betsy or your great grandma Sue, and they are onto something because greens, vegetable greens, leafy greens are packed with important and powerful nutrients for a critical, healthy lifestyle. And greens are low in calorie, high in fiber, and very, very easy to incorporate in your daily diet. You can juice them, you can cook them, you can eat them raw, and greens are very easy to find year-round. Even if you're walking the streets, you can look around and find dandelions, and dandelions are edibles, and they are greens. So, along with smoking your green, go ahead and eat your greens, too, because In order to reap the wonderful benefits of greens, you must incorporate them into your daily diet every day. For more information on food as medicine, please feel free to contact me at Learn From Teddy on Facebook. Thank you. Well, that was some really interesting information from our guests. Uh, so, Brandon, I hear these words, March Madness. Yes. I have no idea what's going on. Well, <laughs> tell, hey, they, tell they, me about it. as mad as everyone else, Wendy. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, you no, could say uh, uh, every month, you know, um, April Madness, whatever <laughs> for me. But, uh, extra, extra Madness in March, though. No, we, um, you know, with the sports being on, 
with the way that they do March Madness and it's why it's crazy. There's so many games played at the same time on this different networks. And uh, what makes it interesting, you have to fill out a bracket. I'm telling you, my family does the bracket fill out and even people that don't watch any sports, like my sister-in-law has a very good method of filling out her bracket. She thinks about what the mascot, what, what would happen if they got into a fight with the mascots and whoever would win. So like say, I don't know, a bear is fighting um, a patriot. And you're like, well, a bear would just maul him, you know? So <laughs> she would do it that way and then pick her, you uh-huh. know, her champion that way, which unfortunately doesn't work very well when it comes to picking. <laughs> but uh, it's really fun to watch. And so it gives you a little bit more, you know, uh, you like feel like you're in the game a lot, you know, because you're mm-hmm. playing uh, with friends and it's a lot of fun. So yeah, a lot of that happening this week and last week and looking so, forward to seeing where so, we can go. So this is basketball? Yes, this is basketball. This Thank is college you. basketball. League. Oh, and, okay. Um, so they're all the kids that are, you know, there's only one winner and they just play their heart out. It's it's insane uh-huh. to watch. No one wants to lose. Because uh-huh. once you lose once, you're out the tournament. And uh, so it makes it really interesting in these games. They're just very very intense you know watching Arkansas with these games it's been really intense so Uh I had no idea so once you lose you're done you're done whoa only one only one winner only one champion of course Arkansas way back in the day in 94 we won but we've never won since so okay um yeah a lot of people look forward to it it's a it's definitely a big time of the year that's uh that goes against the american culture of everyone gets a trophy what's going on (laughs) with march madness (laughs) that's what everyone's mad when everyone's angry except for one team but it is it is so fun and i i definitely suggest even my brother got into it first time this year with filling out a bracket and it kind of just changes the way you watch these games and uh, makes you a little crazier yeah i lost the very first game i predicted wrong so it wasn't starting off good. I tripped and tripped out of the starting block, but um, you can still win. So okay. and we, we've been watching a lot of uh, teams that were supposed to win lose to these small schools. So it's kind of fun to watch. So mm-hmm. uh, hopefully you're enjoying that sitting on your couch, uh, yelling at athletes while you're uh, smoking a pipe or something. <laughs> or chomping on some kale. <laughs> yeah, or chomping on kale. That's what you need. green in your life that's what you need that'll help maybe uh score a few more baskets for your team now it kind of makes me want to watch a little bit because i know a little more about it schools you know there's cinderella schools as they call them these schools Mm -hmm. that should not be playing against these big guys and winning you know uh we've already seen that happen to a few already so it's yeah it's it kind of gets you a little inspired and they always have those backstories of people uh, overcoming incredible odds and all of that stuff so yeah there's there's a lot of storyline in it too nice i love that um wonderful well coming up next training mary jane i'm wendy Loveedge, and i'm here at off-leash canine training in fayetteville arkansas with shannon our trainer hi guys welcome back mary jane is doing great we're going to learn something new again today awesome this is recall very important it's number one on my list the word come I want to make sure she can come back to me on the drop of a dime without worrying if there's other dogs, squirrels, birds, or anything else like that. So something we're going to start with, I'll take the remote and leash. I like to use something that's intriguing, and playtime is always important for dogs. So this is a win-win. We're playing and we're learning at the same time. I'm going to toss this out. When she reaches the very end, 
I'm going to call her back. I'm not going to let her get it. I want her to learn how to come back even when there's something she really, really wants. So I'm tossing it out. She's going. She's thinking about it. Ooh. Mary Jane, come. Good, come. Sit. Good. So when I ask for come, I can either say sit or I can say break when she returns to me. Break. It's either or, depending on what you need. So she's going and sniffing that. Mary Jane, come. Good girl. Break. Yeah. So totally fine. She's not really into the toy too much. But it's something that at home, any toy that she really loves or anything that she really loves, tennis ball, a frisbee, I'd toss it out. I'd have a leash on her. And before she reaches that, I'm going to call her back. Not every single time I do want her to play with the toys and enjoy it, but I do want her to know how to listen even when it's something she really loves. So let's try something else. We got a rope right here. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's stinky, huh? I'm going to toss it out. Let's go check it out. Good girl. I'm letting her sniff it. Mary Jane, come. Good girl. That's a good girl. Can you sit? Yes. And I'll give her a treat if you have them. You can also use kibble. It saves a lot of money instead of treats. Oh, get it, girl. Mary Jane, sit. Oops, good girl. So we're going to do a little bit of recall with the leash and a, a toy. I'm going to roll it out. She's going for it. I'm going to call her back. Let's just see what happens. Ooh, wow. Mary Jane, come. Wow, what a good girl. Oh, she's so quick and so smart. Break. Yeah, and now she can get that, that little ball if she wants. The whole point of this game, it's not about you can't ever have that toy. It's about, hey, listen to me first, then you get what you want. Oh, what a good sit. I will praise her for this type of behavior. She's doing everything I expected. She's not jumping. She's not causing problems. She's sitting and being such a good girl. Hey, guys, it's Shannon from Off Leash Canine Training, Arkansas. This was Training Mary Jane. Thanks for tuning in. Till next time. Come on, girlfriend. Let's go. Yeah. I'm Dr. Brian Nickel, your cannabis expert for CannabisExpertMD.com with a music and cannabis pairing. Wendy's musical guest this week is some guy named Rob. Actually, it's Rob McCormick from Russellville, Arkansas. Rob, he's an award-winning singer, songwriter, and multi-instrumentalist. He's really a one-man band all in one package. Uh, he grew up playing music in the summers in Colorado. He's toured the United Kingdom, Europe, and the United States extensively. He's uh, written more than 1,000 songs. He's a very prolific artist, played 7,000 shows, and released 10 albums from 1999's The Irresponsible Years, and yeah, they were for most of us, to The Adventures of Indie Boy that was released in 2021. I listened to the cut Wildflowers. It's from his 2018 album The Folkster. Uh, Rob has a very original style. He kind of combines a bit of... Uh, folk, indie rock, folk kind of things, with even a little gospel thrown in. Uh, he develops his own very unique style with this. Now, Wildflowers, it's a uh, very well-recorded and mixed, not at all overproduced piece. Really a great song. Just some guy with his guitar singing beautifully about the beauty and the miracle of life. For this, I was looking for a relaxing strain that will let you enjoy Rob's excellent performance as you contemplate the life that you've been given to live on this earth. For this, I selected, based on cannabinoid and terpene profiles as always, 
Natural State Medicinals, Confucius Kush. Now, Confucius Kush is pretty potent at 18% total THC. Just a little bit of trace THC in there, Mr. Producer, as you were just about to yell out, I'm sure. Looking at the uh, terpene profile, as we always do, it's pretty potent at 1.4% total terpenes. It's myrcene dominant at 0.38%, with limonene following up very closely at 0.29%. Betty Kiriophylline follows up next at 0.24%. Terpinoline shows in at 0.21%. Linalool at 0.13%. Pinene barely makes a showing at 0.09%. Now, Confucius Kush should give you a real quick cerebral effect uh, with a mood uplift courtesy of the myrcene, THC, and limonene. The beta-curiophylline, that should, care, should take care of some depression and uh, kind of settles in with the terpinoline, linalool, and myrcene for a very tranquil, calm feeling. The little bit of pinene that's present in there, it might keep you uh, a little bit more focused uh, and attentive to the processes. Now, Confucius Kush should be just the ticket to enjoy with some guy's music. And uh, let you think about the beauty and joy of just being alive in this wonderful world as you watch the wildflowers grow. For more information on all things medical cannabis, be sure to check us out at CannabisExpertMD.com. We're also available on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and better, and Twitter under CannabisExpertMD. Now I present to you some guy named Rob with Wildflowers. Shine. 
the human heart Grows frailty and mirth Consider how it beats, how it breaks, how it aches How it yearns Now consider the universe Consider the birds Consider the one who makes things grow Now consider your worth See how you grow See how you climb See how you leave this little world behind Out of darkest earth and into the light See how you grow Watch how you how you grow, see how you climb, see how you leave this little world behind, out of darkest earth and into the light, see how you grow, watch how you I'm Candace Dyer. And I'm Wendy Love Edge. And this is Mile High News. So Candace, what article do you have for us today? Hi, Wendy. I have a very interesting article out of cannabis.net saying that if you want better grades in college, smoke weed. A new study proves cannabis increases, increases motivation and efficiency. Wow, I know cannabis helps. What's been your experience? Yeah, I know. Uh, like for me, it slows down my brain so that I can think better. My brain goes really fast and then it helps me concentrate and focus better. Also opens my mind to new ideas and helps me do things I never thought I could do, like fighting for cannabis prohibition, ending it um, being one thing. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, it's amazing, actually. So what did the study say? Well, Wendy, they show that now cannabis has been legal recreational for a while and in places like Colorado and Washington DC so now they've been doing a little bit more studies on it they can see none of the things that they thought um that was going to happen with cannabis legalization or their fears that they Mm -hmm. thought was going to happen once cannabis got legal Um, They see things like people aren't the lazy stoner that they thought they were. Um, They're not going crazy. They're not seeing things that aren't there. They're still productive members of society and still graduate. And um, I know that they also thought that teen use was going to go up when it got legal rec. And they said, actually, it's gone down. And there's proof. Mm -hmm. Like, 
Right. That's great news. I mean, it's true. There's so many stereotypes and, and assumptions, but it's great to have a study. I mean, we knew all along they've been lying about this plant and what it can do. So it's really good to have the study. Exactly, Wendy. And now a new study even pushes the needle further by showing that college students who smoke cannabis actually displayed a higher chance for being motivated in school than those who don't. And while the study isn't large, it's only 50 people, it sought out and to find different ways um, to measure the performance. As the study notes found, the college students who use cannabis are more likely to expend effort that they wouldn't really do before. And they're more likely to select a higher thing than they would normally be try before. Like your goals, like mm -hmm. normally you try to get through and do as much as you can, but they were actually exceeding that and trying to do more than they normally would smoking weed. Mm -hmm. um, people who use tend to be more active and um, lower BMI in with exercise they use it before and after and end up recovering quicker. That's what they're finding out. Wow, that's all amazing. And, you know, I've had some of those experiences myself too. Some of the things that you mentioned, you know, my mind is more open. I want to learn more. Um, I'm more creative. Um, always creating. The mind is always creating where I don't think that that was true before. And I see the benefits with exercise when I'm able to exercise despite the conditions I have using cannabis before and after definitely enhances the performance and helps me recover better. So um, I, I agree. I'm glad that they're finally studying these things um, for sure. Yeah, we all knew this, but now it's finally there's proof. And uh, that's just amazing. Um, and cannabis helps so many people with focusing, um, calming down and preparing to do a goal and also proves cannabis don't make you lazy, like they said, mm -hmm. and that it motivates you to do better. And that's just amazing. Absolutely. Um, I think, you know, it could be a tool for college students, actually. Exactly, exactly. And help them study, like instead of using the methamphetamines that keep them up all night mm -hmm. and um, don't, not having sleep hurts that. So when you're up with cannabis, you know, it gets you motivated to get your homework done. I know, I don't know how many times I said, okay, I'm going to smoke this joint and then I'm going to do the dishes mm -hmm. or, uh, you know what I mean? And or I'm going to cook dinner after I, you know what I mean? Right, so it right. motivates me to get things done that yes. I would normally be just going, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad they did this study. Thanks for reporting on it. For sure, Wendy. Um, this has been Mile High News Report on The Edge Show. Stay lit, everyone. Well, what a great show it's been. Uh, do you have any final thoughts about, about getting your greens, Brandon? You know, I think one of the biggest things that can help you out in getting those greens is cooking for yourself, is mm. uh, experimenting. And you know, you've made some horrid things in the kitchen. I know I have that I would eat because I made it, you know? Mm. And I think your pride of making these things really does 
carry over into your diet. And this really helps with your kids too. So if you have any kids out there that are struggling eating their vegetables, have them cook, have them help uh, make the meal and take pride in making those meals their own and uh, adding their spices and things like that to make it really taste good. And I promise it's the same way. You'll like greens more, your family like greens more. So, and then go experiment those ones. I, I We talked about one today and I'm like, okay, well, I got to go try that. Like beet greens. Yes. Like I'd love to try those out. So experiment in the kitchen as much as you can. And again, try those things out and try different options. Don't just throw it away because it, it didn't taste good one time, you know, when you were a kid, you know, right. so try those new things, try out those new things and see if you can make it better. Yeah, I completely agree. And, you know, um, you're, it's true that what you liked when you were younger, even if you were, you know, a different age, right, your taste changes over time. So yes. try it again and see. And uh, I think it's cool. You know, we started the show with this big list of greens. So if you're not really a big fan of kale or or spinach, even even though they're they're really great uh, vegetables, yeah. there's many other leafy greens that you can try and and just add a little bit, you know, like you were saying, you know, you're cooking something and you might just throw in, you know, a little handful of kale so that you get the minerals and nutrients from the kale. And you don't even really notice that it's in not the at all. It's it's so good for the cooking process. And again, you feel good about the meal. You feel good about what you're eating and putting in your body. It just it, it's a big difference between having a meal and a nutritious meal mm -hmm. and you'll feel good about it. And I'm going to also add that. The last time you had that maybe nasty green, maybe the cook wasn't good at it. Maybe he, he or she was not cooking it correctly. Mm -hmm. So make that approach again and see if you can try it out and, and find your own palate in, in finding those greens and those healthy options because they are vital for our health and for our well-being. So Yes, absolutely. And Camille Martin earlier in the show mentioned uh, a cookbook and she's a good resource too. Her contact information is on the screen. She's just talking about how there's like, a million recipes out there, you know? Oh, yeah. um, so, well, it's been a great show. I hope everyone has a wonderful week. Bye. Eat your greens. The Ed Show is sponsored in part by Caris Healthcare, the relevant app, Lit Premium Smoking Supplies, 131 Inclusion Gallery, Irie Bliss Wellness, The Bomb Cannabis Body Care, Lindsay Camp with Synergy One Lending, off-leash canine training, and Green Harvest Health, inviting you to reclaim your wellness. Hi, my name is Stephen Coger, and I'm running for prosecutor of Washington and Madison counties. The justice system is broken, especially here in Arkansas, and one of my first policy changes will be ending the criminalization of marijuana possession. We should not be wasting our limited resources on a plant that is legal in half the country. Instead, we will focus on fighting violent crime. We'll also make major reforms and show how ending the harmful cycles of fines and fees of cash bail and overly punitive probation actually saves millions of tax dollars and makes us safer. Early voting begins on May 9th and the election is on May 24th. There's more information about me and the campaign at votecoger.com. That's vote, C-O-G-E-R, dot com. Paid for by the Committee to Elect Stephen Coger.